Um, <laughs> no, let's see. Did. The reason why I wouldn't work there is because it had a pretty problematic uh, culture. Oh, really? Oh, Don't yeah. you remember that? Oh, yeah. Well, no, I remember the fact of them and the people who started it and when they were starting out, but I didn't know there was. No, they made headlines where they. Really? Oh. Yeah, for, the, I, for I their employees. Yeah. Well, let's go. Intro music. I want to know what the headlines are. I don't know if we should. I mean, I, I don't really care. Google but it. Yeah, I, I we have. Can, we can talk about it after too. It's it's like it's pretty old news at this point. It was a lot, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. What did it involve? A lot of bad actors. Mm-hmm. Um, people not getting paid. Hmm. A lot of a lot of over promising and under delivering. Like, right. hey, come work for me. And we'll put you on this fast track to become like a manager or we'll put you on this fast track to become part of our uh, competition team and things like that. And then they didn't. Right. So just a way to kind of like poach people from other companies and stuff. Welcome to Dear Elite Reviewer. Oh, yeah. I'm Amy. And I'm James. Um, one thing that I've gotten feedback about was that mm-hmm. people need to know what the heck this podcast is. What is this podcast? Could you tell me? I did. I wrote it out because I didn't want to fumble on it and I'm still going to. So... Loosely, this is a podcast about small businesses dealing with being small businesses. Uh, We're here to provide a space for small businesses to use their voice and give perspective about what it's like to be the people behind the business itself. More specifically, how online reviews can positively or negatively influence their livelihood. So Amy and I are also small business owners, so uh, we're definitely no stranger to the feedback of keyboard warriors. Is this our first podcast fight? Because I didn't hear that description before you just told everybody. Um, it's loosely on like the website and kind of on the the podcast description itself. Okay. So it's cobbled. I'll, I'll let it go. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, that's what it is. We're trying to tell people not to be assholes in reviews because pretty much a person behind every business. Yeah, and in this case, we have people behind the business. Correct. So today we have. I am Robin. And and I'm Clay from Hello, Hello Robin. Robin. Oh, I was going to say Hello Robin Cookies, which he gets mad at me when I say no, it, because that's not the name of the business. It's Hello Robin. You ruined it, because when she said, Hi, I'm Robin, we could have said, Hello, Hello Robin. Hello, Robin. Damn it. Oh, Is that really old and played out? Oh, no, not that. at all. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's not. It's funny. And that's and why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't go back, because we hardly edit this thing. So it's just too much work. But yeah. Well, welcome. I appreciate Thank you guys you. coming. We are so glad to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, and we have a fun surprise. Or you guys brought a fun surprise at the end. Yeah. So we'll do this, which is, you know, we'll listen in and, you know, we'll do it. So. But before we get into the fun surprises, which is the best part, and we should rush to it, but let's not. <laughs> um, let's talk about what Hello Robin is. Okay. Um, we are a cookie shop. We also serve Molly Moon's ice cream. Um, so, therefore, there is the natural... Um, I guess the relationship of the ice cream sandwich that comes in. Um, we have two shops. We have one on Capitol Hill, and we have one that is newer at University Village that we opened during the pandemic. Um, we are open late at night, so. Um, I'm very grateful, by the way. Oh, good, yeah. good. Well, we just expanded our hours to get into the summer hours this this last weekend. We used to stay open until eleven, at least on Capitol Hill, until eleven every night. During the summer, the p- pandemic, we cut back. And yeah. Just this week on Friday and Saturday, we start stay open until 11, Capitol Hill, and 10 at University Village. So our prime time is like 8 to 10 p.m. Sure. Just on Capitol Hill. Not as much at U Village. 
Yeah. I don't think I needed to know that I could get cookies up until 11 o'clock at night. Right? And you can also just order them. They'll come to your house. Oh, no. Right? To here? They can go anywhere you want them to go. You can order them through... um, Well, we're on Grubhub and Uber Eats. Yeah. And talk now. Yeah. Yeah, because I have a friend who lives very close to you guys, who's not Jeremy. Oh. And... They live like a block away. And so whenever we have dinner at their house, we would walk over and get dinner. Aww. Right? So, Love that. Oh, that's nice. That's the best. But, um, what was I going to say? You were distracted by cookies. I was distracted by, by my it. own thoughts of just like <laughs> getting cookies delivered. Oh, that's what it was. Let me ask you guys, since this was not even on the itinerary, with uh, the pandemic kind of like starting to fade, are you guys going to continue to be on these delivery services? Because yes. those percentages are going to jump back up. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. It, it was something we did sort of out of necessity during the pandemic. Because yeah. we hadn't explored into that before. We felt like we didn't really need to. But now that we have our system in place and it's working pretty well, you know, it doesn't really seem to cut back on the traffic of people coming to the window in person. So I, I think we will continue it just as we are now, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll keep our eye on the percentages that they're raising us. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll take away one Possibly. Platform. I don't know. I mean, we have so many tablets, and they're all, yeah. We have, literally, we have three right now, and they're all pinging and dinging it, you know, and it can create a lot of work and a lot of confusion. Yeah, but it's also because it's a pretty substantial amount of business that comes yeah, through that. It and is. It's not a bad thing. But I think, as somebody that does order things to be delivered, if you were to leave a platform, I would go find you. Yeah. Right. I think if you want it, you will find how to get it. Yeah. Like Dino's Pizza, for example. We have found how to get Dino's Pizza because we need it at least once a week at our house. You guys have had Dino's Pizza, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm uh, a little bit fans. of a pizza snob. Okay. And? So. Come on. What do you th- yeah, what's your opinion on Dino's? I'm curious. I am not here to review Dino's Pizza. No, no, no. Yeah, we are. I mean, if the whole idea of this podcast is to provide perspective about business owners and all that sort of stuff. We can talk about other businesses. Okay. So this also, is how many hold stars. Up, no. Hold up. <laughs> it's all out of love too, right? I mean, we also know that this is all out of preference. I think the main reason why this podcast exists is because a lot of those reviews aren't preferences. It's like people just being butts. Yeah. Right. We've said probably a bazillion times and we're only a few episodes in that if there was one size fits all for everybody, right. life would be really boring. We'd need one restaurant. And taco time. And it would and that not would be, be taco, taco time. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. No, no, no. I, I, I love taco time. I'm with you. I am with you. Okay. First of all, no. Wait, Clay, you don't like taco time? No, I like it fine. I'm just not that familiar with it. He, oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't I, know. I know because okay. it's right near my kid's school. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I just mm-hmm. feel like giving you the review that you're wrong about taco time is probably not appropriate because we just met. But um, I think that, yes, there's something for everyone out there. And Dino's makes good pizza. It's just not my view of what pizza is. Okay. Yeah. As a New Yorker, what's your favorite pizza in Seattle? Um, I... I'm not going to say where it is, but but hear me out. Because there's a list going around of people that have taken actions that, I don't know if you've seen this, but like 
basically the place that I liked got called out for being racist, so I'm never eating pizza oh. there again. Oh, no. Was it us? I'm just kidding. You don't, you don't make pizza is what I was going to say, but I hope, hopefully more importantly, you're That's not That's why it was racist. a joke. That's why it was totally a joke. Okay. Um, but my favorite pizza place in Washington State oh. is Pie for the People, which is in Snoqualmie Pass, Whoa. which seems far, but Wait, I did I just go get that. it just Saturday. Oh, yeah. That. There was an article in the Seattle Times. Really? Yes. What? It was a while ago, though. It was like nine months ago. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. A baby ago. Huh. Yeah. 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 Wait, what's it called? Pie for the people. Pie for the people. Five stars. Really? Five stars. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, uh, Jeff picked me up and said, we're going on a picnic. And I was like, where are we going? And he was like, just, we're going this way. And we are going up to the pass. And I was like, what's, what are we eating for this picnic? Because I, at that point, had figured it out. And he was like, we're going to get pizza. And so we get the pizza. And then he's like, where should we go eat it? And I was like, you figured out the pizza part. That's enough. What, <laughs> what kind of, what style is it and what makes it so good? It's, it's that thin crust. It's close to New York. It's still not New York. Okay. But then they, I don't know what makes it so good. It's the crust. It's the so crust. have you, have you tried independent pizza in Madison Park? Uh, it sounds like I need to. Yeah. Well, I think it's great. We haven't been there for so a while, good. but that That's was my the, favorite. Uh, That's Diner people, right? It is. Yeah. Oh. Which is also yeah, great. that's it's, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, independent pizza is so good. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Well, I know what uh, we're doing on Saturday. Me and you? <laughs> no, because oh. because Robin, not you, Robin, my Robin is from Jersey, and so she's like oh, all about yeah. East Coast pizza too. And does she like Taco Time? That's the bigger <laughs> question. She she she's very ambivalent about Taco Time. She's just like it's fine. Oh, she I must know. really almost, like you. We almost broke up. It was close. Wow. But when we were there, we just got back from the East Coast, and she brought back like two dozen bagels. Because <laughs> she's like not about the bagel scene here. Really? Yeah. I agree. Oh, I don't agree. What bagels? Bagels here are good, but it's a different bagel, and I do yeah. think East Coast bagels are still better. Well, that's kind of a given, but we, I think we do have good places. And Yeah. I mean, my favorite, I don't know what you're going to say, but my favorite is El Tana bagel. It's a very different, it's a Montreal-style bagel. It's a different experience. It's just and, not the same. Uh, no, it is. It's a different experience, and you have to accept that. But also, yeah. part of the value is the spreads they have, like the spicy garlic spread they have, and even the tuna that they have for a tuna sandwich. That's a big part of the appeal of it as well. And they're generous with their, um, like, their everything mix, you know? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I'm not a big Altana fan. I like Mount Bagel, and um, they just changed their name. Rachel's Bagels and Burritos. Oh, he, they are so nice. Yeah. They're such good people. Paul's a Paul. homie, yeah. Such a good guy. How have you not talked about your new favorite? Rubenstein's? Yes. <laughs> I love Rubenstein's. Oh, yeah, okay. And I think he's such a good guy, and he works so hard. Yeah. Is that the place that does the delivery? It does do delivery. Okay. A lot of them Well, they do. started off He does it, like, he right? shows up. You know, at 6 a.m., rings your doorbell, and you're like, ah, at least I have fresh bagels. I think we have <laughs> the same graphic designer. Oh, then we do, too, because I gave him my graphic designer. Oh. Lee? Nope. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, he used her to make a tote bag just recently. It looks like Schoolhouse Rock, and it says, like, loads of carbs or something cute. Interesting. But he probably uses somebody else as well. But it... 
Yeah, I don't know. I I'm just gonna stop talking because I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I like I love how this has kind of gone off the rails, but it's great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that always <laughs> happens with us. Oh yeah, <laughs> us too. I mean, we record this for like maybe an hour, fifteen hour and a half, but we're here for like two two and a half hours sometimes. So because a lot of the like I don't edit out nonsense. It's just because we talk a lot beforehand. And then we talk a lot after. Uh-huh. So especially because some, there's some details about things that we want to talk about. But, you know, it doesn't seem appropriate to, like, talk about names and stuff just because whatever. Right. But it's always yeah. nice to support and, like, mention people specifically on here who, like, are local, independent-owned and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, But I think what we did is we just gave reviews of businesses. That we like. Yeah. We didn't yeah. say anything bad. I well, like all I mean, those businesses. She just talked trash all the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, taco right. time, yeah. So did he. But, I mean, I did say that if you're from the Pacific Northwest, you like it. Yeah. So I'm basically saying it's not for me. Yeah, and you're wrong. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I'm going to just leave it in now. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Yes, you you are entitled to have your own opinions about things, and that's totally fine. And you're it's a allowed world. to be wrong about taco time. I am not. I just was trying to be nice. And now you just brought it back into the fight. Turning into the Taco Time podcast. Speaking of graphic designers and stuff, Uh how did you guys settle on the name of Hello Robin? We received um, good feedback, or not good feedback, I guess good information from Molly from Molly Moon's Ice Cream. And she said to us something that really resonated, which was put your name in the title of your business. And she said, you know, Linda's business was Linda's Tavern mm-hmm. and Rachel's Rachel's Ginger Beer and Molly is Molly Moon's Ice Cream. And she said, include your name because it people like that. Um, oh, yeah. She said it's absolutely necessary. You have to put your name on it. Um, and you went back and forth for a while whether you were comfortable with that. You yeah. know? But they, she was right. Molly Moon was right. There's so much equity in having a person in their name associated with the business. You know, if it was called Capitol Hill Cookies and Robin's the owner of Capitol Hill Cookies, you know, that's interesting, whatever. But this is Robin of Hello Robin. And people it's like That's a like lot it. more interesting. That's awesome. I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah, people yeah. really like it. And then we, we were going to call it, I think, like Robin's Table or... We had all these different names. Robin's counter. Yeah. yeah oh, that was <laughs> and then Robin's um, kitchen. I then I started like just kind of laughing to myself, thinking about Seinfeld. You know, where he'd say "Hello, Newman." Yeah. And I, I thought it was really funny. People like if people came in and were like "Hello, Robin," and then just like had the different ways that they would say it. And no, wait. So fun. your business name is kind of a Seinfeld joke mm-hmm. for sure. <sighs> That's amazing. That makes it even more amazing. That's yeah. so great. <laughs> Does anybody ever come in and say it like Seinfeld? Absolutely. That's even better. Yeah. And there's like these little kids that live on Capitol Hill and they're now, I don't even know how old they are now, but you know, we opened eight years ago and so they were really little. And I remember there was this one day I was walking on 15th Avenue East and the, this black suburban kind of pulls up next to me and the kids stick their head out the window and they're like, hello, Robin. You know, so it's, it is funny and it makes me laugh and oh, good. people use it yeah. right from the beginning you had a fear you said you can already see the reviews if someone's oh. going to say goodbye robin yeah i knew that was going to happen <laughs> and i don't Has think we've happened? ever seen that actually oh, I was gonna ask. But, oh. oh probably i don't know i stopped reading yelp reviews although i read them today what? because i felt it because it gives me so 
much anxiety. Like somebody, I'll get, I used to have a notification on my phone where for Yelp business owners and I would get a notification and I'd be like at a dinner party with my friends having a really good time and then a bad review would come in and then it would just gut me. You know, I would just, I'd feel so awful. Um, and then different things would make it, you know, worse. Um, and so as of recently, I have not been reading them. Although, I, like I said, I did today and they were really good. So I felt better. It's almost like, okay, I have, <laughs> you know, six weeks until I look at them again and hopefully, yeah, you know. They'll be good. But it also takes about 19 overwhelmingly positive reviews to counteract the weight that it has on yeah. you of one negative review. Yeah. Like a five-star one would come in. I'd get a notification on my phone. I'd just be like, okay, whatever. And I wouldn't even look at it. But then a one would come in and then, oh. You'd mull I've, it over for days. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that 19 to one ratio is very generous because in right. my brain, it would be like, I need 120 five-star reviews yeah. <laughs> to make me like sleep at night over this one-star review. I don't think that they realize when they write these reviews that there is like a person out there who has worked tirelessly and it really has an impact and their words have meaning. And I think that they don't realize why the business owner started the business. Mm -hmm. And so I'd love to hear why you started Hello Robin. Um, well, we started it because I we have um, Clay as my business partner and my husband. And we A have twofer. three. I know, it's good. Um, we have three children. And I have always been a just an obsessive baker. Um, and when the kids were really little, I think I just took all that energy and just started baking frantically where he would shop at Costco and buy supplies like 50 pound bags of flour and yeah, I'd buy 50 pound bags of flour just for our home use. That's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. We'd have crazy. I mean, the best thing that could happen is if we moved in next to you because yeah. she, <laughs> the challenge was just trying to find people in the neighborhood willing to eat all these baked goods that she was cranking out. And what neighborhood do you live in now? <laughs> We're on Capitol Hill. <laughs> um, and so when I would do my, like, wild baking at night, I always would text people and say, okay, I have, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to leave it on your porch. And Molly of Molly Moon's Ice Cream was on my texting list. And one night I got a text message and it said, hey, Robin, it's Zach, I need a small favor. And this was the night when I hadn't done any deliveries. Um, Who's Zach? Zach is Molly's husband. Got it. And he said, I need a small favor. And I thought he was going to say, like, oh, Molly's birthday's coming up. I need a cake. Or, and I said, yeah, sure, you know, whatever you need. And he said, um, I need you to open a bakery down on 19th. And then I said <gasps> something like, oh, my God, yes. And he, like, you know, whacked me and said, well, he's going <laughs> to think you're serious. And I was like, well, maybe I am serious. And then... It was during that text thread that, you know, I said, like, will Molly put in ice cream? You know, because I felt like I needed the endorsement or I needed the backup. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he said, Molly's into it if you are. And then uh, I think a year later we were open. Wow. Yeah, it all happened pretty quickly. But we had also, we considered opening some sort of retail food concept for the past like 15 years, you know, whenever we travel, we go to any city, we want to go to the most significant restaurants, yeah. coffee shops, whatever. We'd go and critique them as if we knew anything, see what the takeaways were, what we mold around different concepts and stuff. And that uh, we just needed that 
push. And without that push from Molly, I don't know if it ever would have happened. I don't know why she had so much faith in us because we'd never done food retail, you know, opening a business. But somehow she was convinced that we needed to do this. And so she's not a business partner or anything, but she's just sort of been a mentor and provide a lot of guidance and encouragement yeah. for us. She's been super, super helpful, super encouraging. Um, and yeah, it turns out she was right. It was a great <laughs> move for us. And then the key thing uh, also was the decision to go bold. We, you know, generally we, we were thinking we'd, we'd do a bakery, but then we thought, well, let's go bold. Let's go niche. Let's do one thing and be known as the best at that one thing. And then we eventually landed on cookies. What were the I, other What were the other things that you guys were kind of juggling around? Oh my God, I was such an idiot. I was thinking we'll make <laughs> soup, and then we'll have like a salad, and we'll have a, one sandwich. And then Jen Shea, because I talked to so many business owners before we opened, and Jen Shea from Trophy Cupcakes said, "Okay, so you're going to do mostly cookies, but you're going to have a soup and a salad. So people are going to come into your cookie bakery, and they're going to smell soup. Is that what you want?" And I was like, "Oh, no, we don't want that." And then it was Steve Rosen from Elemental Pizza who said in Japan, you know, the restaurants go niche. Uh, so you should do all one thing. So, I mean, we got such good advice from all these other business owners. I wish I had friends when I started opening this thing. Oh, yeah. I got, like, nobody. Because you were so young. Well, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just say that I like that. But you have a background, like you worked in a lot of coffee shops. Um, technically, no. I've only technically worked at Starbucks and one other shop. I thought you worked at Ladro. I did just there though for a very long time. That was the one other shop. That was the one. Oh, other shop. which is, yeah. I'm gonna say it. I think my favorite coffee in Seattle. And I've gone there six days a week for the last. Many years now. You've been very loyal. Seven <laughs> years. Going up on 15th? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Jeremy, um, he told me he saw you <gasps> and um, Molly and Rachel all in there together at one point, a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And he was like, they were all sitting there, and I'm pretty sure, this, I think this was oh, before. Yeah. Like, he oh, I remember that you, day. And he was like, I th- he like texted me, he was like, I think they're all sitting in here together. They're like some like crazy female powerhouse team. <laughs> we all went and got like, a pedicure. I, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that day. That was a while ago. But yeah, we yeah, all yeah. went. He like texted me, he's pedicure. like, they're all here. Like, they're like doing something. And their businesses <laughs> are all their names. Yeah. yeah right. And we're all <laughs> yeah. friends. Linda should have been there as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's interesting. A while ago when you said like how Linda told you guys and Molly is saying you have to put your name in it because mm-hmm. I was very, very deliberate about not wanting to put my name in it Aww. because I just don't, I did not, I didn't want to be synonymous with the business. So I don't think that Clay knows who Watson is. Watson's my dog. Okay. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. He's my little <laughs> puppy. So like, um, people can't see, but that's right. Him. Okay. So that's him in a little tiger costume. Yeah. Cause the Siberian tiger is Korea's national animal. Oh, okay. So it's like, Watson, my dog, in my little, little heritage sort of outfit and in a cartoony sort of thing just to be casual and fun versus taking myself too seriously as a business. Right. So kind of like uh, capturing that attitude all into like one little thing. Yeah, so, it works. It's all very deliberate. Everyone always walks up to me and says, are you Watson? <gasps> nope. Oh, right. <laughs> That's so. like Harry's Fine Foods. <laughs> you know, have you guys been there? Yeah. And Julian is the owner, but I think that probably think his name is Harry. But it's because that business previously was called Harry's Fine exactly. Foods, right? And they just yeah. reopened it with the uh, uh-huh. same name. Yeah. But at least it's a name. The name of my business is Gillywagon. Which is so cute. Thank you. 
but I get called Jilly constantly. Oh, right. And I'm like, first of all, it's Gilly. Secondly, it's not. That's not my name. Oh. Or sometimes I just answer to it now. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I think maybe people do want names and businesses. Uh, yeah, I think they do. Well, I'll figure it out next time. But Or you could change your name to Watson. I could. Oh, easier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my Facebook name is Watson because I just don't want to have my own Facebook. And so, like, my jujitsu coach, who's like, hi, most of the time, I'm pretty sure he thinks my name is Watson. <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram name is literally, yeah. my name is not Gilly. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's funny. Once yeah. Location 2 comes around, I don't know, we'll figure something out. But speaking of Location 2, what made you guys finally do it after, like, seven years? Well, I mean, there were a lot of things, but I feel like... Mostly it was Rachel. Uh, Rachel was definitely a factor in providing her advice because, you know, she's been at U-Village for a while. Yeah. A lot of it, we've just been really slow and deliberate in building the brand and just being really obsessive about maintaining quality, doing quality control, because basically we live at, above the shop. You know, we live three and a half blocks away well, from the Capitol Hill shop. Yeah. So <laughs> we have a great commute and we have a, 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 a presence there, you know, in a pretty extreme way. And so, I don't know, we were just kind of slow. And I was more slow and deliberate. She's always just so flattered by any offer. It's like, oh, they want us in this building over here. They want us over <laughs> here. It's like, yes, I know. We're not flattery operated. There's a lot of people <laughs> who would want us. Let's, let's us choose where would be the best fit for us. And for University Village, you know, Susie had been interested in us for a while. But then there was this specific location, this new parking tower they were building. It'd be at the base of it where everybody who goes in and out there would face it. I mean, would pass by it. Um, and so, and still we were going to say, I don't think the time is quite right. We were going to say no. Then we had a dinner with Rachel and Adam. And Rachel listened to all the reasons why the timing wasn't right for us with the kids and stuff. And then she listened and said, didn't say much. I said, you disagree? She said, absolutely not. I think you're never going to get another opportunity like this. I think you should do this. <laughs> and so that actually convinced us. It's a great location. And it's super cute inside. I just want to go inside at some point. I know. Yeah. And we want people to come inside yeah. because we built this, what I think is just a very sweet little area in the back that kids can kind of climb on and oh. eat their cookies. And I don't know. It just it just feels so bright and full of light. And it, I don't, it's a very happy place for me. Yeah. So, and I work there twice a week and I really, really like working at U Village. I love working at Capitol Hill too. Sure. But, um... Uville just, just, it's easy. Well, it's also just that it's more spacious. That's one of the, the key uh, things we got wrong on the first shop is underestimating how much storage space we would need. I mean, yeah. we're really oh cramped God. in there. We're it's so cobbled together with the storage. Tight. I will say, though, I think um, one thing I really like about your Capitol Hill space is the fact that you can sit at that table and the person right across from you is sitting there baking cookies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's a big appeal to that. It's very, like, it's very intimate. Yeah, I think, and that's sort of deliberate. We want to make it pretty small, you know, because I think there's sort of, it's like a European model where you have a sort of forced intimacy. And people might think it's a hassle or something, but somehow, subconsciously or consciously, I think people are drawn to those sorts of intimate spaces. So everybody winds up in the kitchen at a party crowded together. So I think that is part of the appeal of the space. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where does your, like, passion from baking come from? Well, it comes from my grandmother, who was a baker in Seattle. 
So she came to Seattle in 1948 from, um, well, Shanghai, but before that from Germany. And so when she got here, like, that's what she found as a, a good job working at bakeries. And so she was a really good baker, and I baked with her a ton when I was a kid. And, you know, she taught me all the, like, she, I mean, she gave me all kinds of great tips because um, I'm not trained. Um, and there was something I was going to say about that, about the grandma. Uh, Grandmas are the best. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she... Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Something about the grandma. But anyway, yeah, she she, she was a passionate though. baker. Was she a professional? Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, she just, like, worked at local, two local bakeries that are now gone. Mm-hmm. And um, and she baked there. And then, like, when she got much older, she just baked at her synagogue for her, you know, congregation. Yeah. Um, and people always asked her to bake stuff. And so that was kind of what we did together. So, yeah, I good feel memories. Like- I feel like religious communities are a big um, food mecca. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's because food brings people together? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I remember at my church back in the day, like the biggest days were like when we, everyone just, like it's like a Father's Day th- lunch thing and everyone just cook a ton of like beef ribs. That's just what the day was. You go to church, of course, and do your thing, but more importantly, was the lunch afterwards. Oh, my God. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the lunch afterward. <laughs> Amen. Oh, amen. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, like, so do you, uh, do you cook with, do you bake with your kids? Like, are they a big fan, or are they just kind of like, so sick of it? Oh, I don't it's, think they're sick of it at all. Oh, it, it, they're, they're not sick of it. They're just indifferent. They, yeah. they, the last time they had a Hello Robin cookie, any of them, probably a month or so no, ago. No, it was on Saturday night when they walked down. They did? Our yeah. kids? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But, but they're, they're not just, like they super just, amped. No, they just yeah. take it for granted. Well, and so it's, d- it's not that they take it for granted or they don't like it, because they do like it. But they um, they get embarrassed by it. For example, if we have you know day-old cookies in the back, and then I bring them home, and then I'm going to pick somebody up at one of the kids up at school, and I give the box to the teachers, because that's what we like to do. We like to yeah. you know give them to people. Um, like, like our youngest will be extremely embarrassed. Yeah, he'll say, nobody cookies. wants those cookies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Milo, oh, it turns out wants some these people cookies. actually According do to want him, these cookies. Nobody wants those cookies. Like, if he knew we were bringing these, he'd be embarrassed for us and try to talk us out of it. <laughs> That's adorable. So basically, I need to become a teacher and teach your kids. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, oh, they'll yeah. get a lot of cookies. That's or be a neighbor. Yeah. Well, I guess I gotta move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. For free cookies, always. Uh, so they don't. So they have no interest in like baking with you either. Well, uh, yeah, you know our daughter, um, our middle child. She's fourteen. She makes really good cake, and she makes really good cupcakes. And so she'll just take out a cookbook because I have tons of cookbooks, and she'll just find something that looks delicious and she'll make it, and it is always good. She hasn't had yeah, any mess. She does ups. a good job. Yeah. So, and then our son is a really good cook. Our oldest son, I think he's an excellent cook. Mm-hmm. So you got so. boy, girl, boy? Yep. Yeah. Nice. All of a sudden, I want kids. Because I just realized they can cook and bake. Yeah, they can totally cook for you. At some point, yes. And get you things out of the refrigerator. And, and yeah. <laughs> How do you get them? And Free support life. you in your retirement. Well, when two people fall in love. Oh. <laughs> and they love each other very much. This seems too difficult. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> oh, man. This is a 
whole other kind of podcast. <laughs> what a, what an amazing concept that would be, though, if you had a podcast where you talk about that kind of stuff, like how to talk to your children. Oh, there must be one. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. sure yeah. one. There's probably anything. three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Have you not? Have you guys not listened to podcasts about that kind of stuff? I no. guess your kids are a little bit older. Well, no, fourteen would be like right in the middle, and the younger ones probably like how old? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yeah, he turned twelve in April. I mean, there's podcasts about everything. Yeah, there definitely is. And that that new thing, um, uh, Clubhouse. What's it called? Well, oh, the Apple thing. So there's Clubhouse? there's Clubhouse, yeah. and then Spotify just. Wait, is Spotify Clubhouse? I was literally no. talking. No, Clubhouse no, they're is different. Apple. Wait, Clubhouse is where. It's like a live podcast, and you can jump in. Yeah, but you right. have to have an iPhone or an Apple product. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. But now... Twitter has one, too. Oh, wow. Gosh. Spotify has it. I was on it earlier today, and it's called... I'm sorry, Green Room. Oh. And then I... Clever. Yeah, there's others that are coming out. And I, I was having a long conversation about how it's audio where you can't necessarily or you don't want to watch video as you're doing things throughout the day and audio is the way to go right the live concept's a little bit weird though because my brother sent me one he's like hey you should listen to this one and it was like 9 30 in the morning like how am i supposed to like work and listen to this mm -hmm. i was talking with a morning radio show host about this technology well today. tell him and her it was just her tell her that I don't care. No, it's, <laughs> it's weird. It's like live TV, right? Like, live, besides sports, there's, like, no reason to have a TV schedule anymore. Right? Yeah. Clearly, you don't watch 90 Day Fiance, but that's a whole nother conversation. First of all, I do watch 90 Day Fiance, as well as the other version, where it's the other way around. But it's all on Hulu. But then you can't get it right away, which this is not the point of this podcast. But did I tell you that on my flight from JFK, Mike from 90 Day was on that flight? Anyway. I don't watch it that well. I don't know anybody's let's name. Let's talk about cookies. It's so much more interesting. <laughs> yeah. So cookies. Um, the, I might phrase this in a, I don't think it's offensive, but in a way that's going to sound really ignorant. But cookies are cookies, right? But there's obviously a lot of passion, like pizza, Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it. What do you think is a thing that sets you guys apart? Because I feel like when we talk about cookies in Seattle, it's like, and I, I apologize to anybody listening who I, we'd exclude, but I think of you guys. I think of, like, Lowrider. Uh, who else is even out there? I can't even think. Uh, my friend's cookies. What about scene. Mariah's cookies? Oh, my gosh. Mariah Carey. They're just, aren't they what just like joke. Otis Spunkmeyer? Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Why is she, she should stick to music. She what is she doing? She Does she still do music? She should just stick to that one Christmas song. Yeah, well, that's a good yeah. idea. <laughs> I'm sure she's doing just fine. Yeah. And then they're so. just like these packaged, I mean, I haven't had them, but I haven't had a desire to seek them out. Should have brought them. I've yeah. had them. Have you? And? They're like Otis Spunkmeyer. Oh. So, but I, is I don't understand. So they're like they're packaged, right? It's not like a place in Seattle where you can get them. No, they're well. It's a ghost kitchen. <gasps> so oh. I think, and I'm not an expert in cookies or Mariah Carey uh -huh. or any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what they're doing is just the same as Otis Spunkmeyer would sell the frozen cookie thing. Right. Is they will sell to a restaurant, set them up as a ghost kitchen. 
and you can order them. Yeah. So I think that there's, I, well, I know where they're coming from in Seattle. So, so down in South Lake Union, at the neighborhood, the trucks that say neighborhood or whatever on them? No, oh. it's, it's coming out of a restaurant. So it oh. gave a restaurant another revenue stream yeah. to like, oh, that's kind of smart, bake these cookies and send them out. But like at the same time, if you think about it, you're spending a lot for that box of cookies that's really just frozen cookie. You can go to Costco and get some Otis Blankmeyer. Or go, better yet, to the Michaels Toyota dealership in Bellevue. What? And pretend that you're going to buy a car and you can get a free cookie. <laughs> or um, you can true. fly into, um, where was it? Is it Farmington, New Mexico? And there's cookies when you get off the plane. Oh, or stay at a double tree. Oh, yeah. Correct. Or so come to Hello Robin for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> cookies. <laughs> It's a lot cheaper just to go get a under $2. And you're open late. So and we're open late. So you know what? Okay, those are all bad ideas. And you guys also sell uh, frozen cookies. We do. Take home and bake. We do. Take and bake. Which you have been so nice in buying oh and selling. and Being nice. I'm being selfish. Oh, well, we appreciate it. Because <laughs> not only does my Robin demand that I bring some home, but also it's like a good revenue stream for us. Oh, right? good. It's, like, it's all this like symbiotic relationship between... Uh, all of us to like support each other and it stuff is, too. So. Gosh, it is just so nice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because you could do the Mariah Carey thing mm-hmm. and get Christmas cookies, mm-hmm. or you can like support other people. Like, it seems so yeah. weird to me. It's just like pure like brand name type stuff. Because like Guy Fieri had his ghost kitchens, his Flavor Town stuff, but that's a whole different scenario because he donated a lot of that money that he made doing it. But it's like. It's, it's weird because it's a very double-edged sword of using the brand recognition to help yeah. build your business, but at the same time, do you're you not really, really building your think, business. Do you really think Mariah was like, I'm going to or- open 400, it was like 480 across the country that opened in one was month. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. That's like 80 a state. Right. In one state. But they just used her name is my guess. I don't know. Maybe she's just eating the cookies. Yeah. I, but I just, yeah, I think that it's like an, a not great product. And how dare you? I've never I've tried had it. I'm just it. kidding. Oh, this is my bad review. Mariah Carey, mm. one star. That's okay. So. <laughs> Condition on okay. Taco Time and Mariah Carey. I think that's okay. I think it's okay. fine. Yeah, don't say. No. Well, no. don't let's not put Taco Time and Mariah Carey in the same. All right, that yeah. one's still unresolved, right? Yeah, you're right. Mariah Carey is better than Taco Time. <laughs> oh, edits are gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but my point is, cookies should be good. Turkey should be good. That was the point. Yeah. That's, firm that's, our new, that's going to be on all right. of our merch from now on. Cookies okay. should be good. Yeah. And our, our cookies, they don't ship well. They wouldn't, ours wouldn't work for that model where you're doing order fulfillment because we use no preservatives, no softeners, any of that stuff. We've never sold a day-old cookie. So they have any cookie you get there is made that day, and it has to be that way. And you need to, we kind of encourage people to eat them within 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, they're still good, but... It's just not the same experience, and it's a function of using all natural ingredients. I like that you think you need to encourage people to eat your cookies <laughs> in 24 hours. Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, we bought, like, a dozen once, and then, like, because they're really good, and people are like, because, you know, I, I sifted through a lot of these negative reviews, and, like, these cookies are small, and I'm yeah. like, dude, they're, they're pretty rich, though. Like, I can crush a lot of foods. I can maybe crush like six to eight of your cookies before I start feeling not great. Six to eight. That's wow. Good. That's good. See, okay, we made them small for a reason because mm-hmm. we wanted you to do that. And we wanted you to be able to try 
we have so many fun flavors and you don't want just one chocolate chip cookie that's as big as your head or one snickerdoodle that's as big as your head. Sure. You want like, a, you know, a snickerdoodle, a birthday cake, a habanero orange. You want I a love bunch the habanero of orange. flavors. That's my favorite. Just so good. Yeah. 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 We wanted to make each one so distinctly different and make them small enough that you can try you know, multiple ones without yeah. feeling soiled and sick. It definitely feels very intentional. It's all like by design, which I think it is by it, design. It's very, uh, mm-hmm. it's very apparent. But there, sure. you know, there's people who, you know, are really into that. This cookie's so massive. It's delicious, you know, because it's so big, but I don't know that it really is. I, there's, yeah. Beyond yeah, I mean, like the fourth bite, it's still the same flavor over and over mm-hmm. and over. Yeah, yeah. And you're not going to buy one of those huge cookies for your kids, you know, and they're not going to share it. <laughs> that was the other thing that we thought share. of because our kids were little when we started it. And um, and they wanted their own. That's a good question. Like, what was your guys' – like, did you guys have that kind of – so so for me, like, I thought about where I want to live and where I want to, like, maybe one day eventually raise a family. And, like, I thought of, like, this Ballard area because this area appeals to me. Like, I had friends here a long time ago and all sort of stuff. So this is kind of, like – the target audience because I felt like the target audience was similar to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that so like, do you, what do you guys have in similar? Exactly. Thing? Well, that was a key part of when she proposed that we go into that building that was a few blocks from our house. You know, we had the business advantage of not having to speculate and guess about what this demographic is going to respond to. It's oh, like yeah, we yeah. are the exact target market. And so we know what that, well, we thought we knew, we don't. <laughs> we felt but, like we had a good idea of what that market would respond to. And that was a big advantage for us business wise. And we used to live on the block. So Hello Robin's on 19th. We used to live on 20th, like oh, okay. right behind where it is now. Yeah, so, so about we have half lived a block in that neighborhood from where for, it is. What? How many years? 20 something years. Well, I, I first moved to Capitol Hill in 89. But, but you, we moved to 20th. In 97. So you guys weren't even alive in 97. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I was 12. I <laughs> see so you're barely alive. Uh, so, you know, we. We felt like we were the demographic of... Yeah. It probably helped that you had already given everybody their first hit for free. So they knew the cookies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was my next question was, were your neighbors pissed that they had to start paying for these cookies? (laughs) No, I think think they were really happy because then they didn't have to ask me to make them anymore. Right. Um, And they were all so supportive and so great and gracious and you know, have used us for their work and their life cycle events. Yeah. And just, you know, everyone's been really nice. It's a very good, like, drug dealer mentality of, like, yeah, hey, the first one's free. Yeah, you know, exactly. Right? Take a hit of this cookie. Yeah, you'll be addicted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you definitely had a reputation in the neighborhood, even before Hello Robin opened. People knew about you and your baking skills. My obsession. Yeah. <laughs> That's be a better way and another key part of the the size that we were talking about is you know we feel good about the fact that we can offer what i think is really a gourmet dessert item for a dollar 95 you know where else can you get that now i see the price of desserts other places around seattle it makes me feel so old i say what are people paying these sorts of prices for dessert this is crazy so i think for the quality that you get i think we are very affordable still yeah i mean it's funny because um I'm going to keep saying Robin because mine, Robin. But people, actually, people ask me sometimes. They go, oh, you have Watson's? Does she own Hello Robin? <laughs> no. Oh. She definitely does not. <laughs> she works there. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, we go to, like, restaurants, and sometimes restaurants have, like, oh, three cookies, like, on their menu as a dessert thing. And it's, like, $8. And I'm, like, $8 yeah. for three cookies? And they come out, and they're, like, super mediocre. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's the restaurant price. 
I always order the cookies on the dessert menu. Oh, you have mm-hmm. to though. It's like when I whenever I go to restaurants and they have like espresso available, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Really? And I always regret it. And kimchi. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll tell you a fun fact that most Korean restaurants in Seattle don't make their own kimchi. Really? I don't know any actually that do, besides us. Oh, you, yeah, we got that kimchi from you that was spicy and it was, right? Is that yeah. the one? Yes. That was and we so ate it good. so fast. <laughs> it was Thank great. You. Appreciate that. Oh, oh, that's great stuff. So good. Oh, I feel good. Better than taco time. <laughs> <laughs> Different. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different kind of spice. You feel so when you eat kimchi, you just feel so like clean. It feels almost. It's like medicinal, almost. Like you're just like, I am doing something so good for me, so healthy. You know, between the spices and the fermentation and the cabbage, just like, oh my god, this is. And it should be washed down with cookies. Oh yes, mm-hmm. or a good espresso. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or that French toast with the fruity pebbles. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, or yeah, the French fries. I mean, there's a lot of things you could wash it down oh, with. Oh, those French fries. You know, my, my test for French fries is like really good quality French fries are still good once they cool down. Once they're room temperature, they're still oh, good. Yeah, yeah. And yours passed that test. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I had so much since we just closed, you know, we had so much food left over that I just invited a bunch of people over and I just made a ton of fries and I just made basically oh. like six gallons of poutine. But you were your worst publicist because you just said on the podcast since we just closed. Since we just closed forever. Yeah. No. No. We'll no. be back open. Nobody listening to this is going to come. Nobody's going to be like. Nobody listens to this dumb <laughs> podcast anyway. <laughs> so you're on break. You didn't close. Yes. We are. Break. We were on a break. <laughs> until you're August impossible. 1st. Yeah. Impossible. We were on a break. That's one of the forever debates, right? Yeah. Friends, Ross and Rachel. No, sorry. That's okay. Seinfeld, remember? Seinfeld. We're yeah. Seinfeld. You're not, people you're not, not missing out. You guys are definitely on the better, <laughs> the better end of that spectrum. Anyway, um, shall I move on? You guys I just ready? had a thought, though. Oh yeah. Is this why you wanted to do soup? Is that why you wanted to do soup? No, <laughs> right. no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> just checking. <laughs> that's funny though. No, actually, yeah, that's a. Speaking of soup and soup people, um, the the question that we always ask. Is the customer always right? No. It's not. Care to elaborate? They, they, they will leave thinking that they were right, maybe. Um, but. No, we, we actually tell our staff explicitly, the customer is not always right. You have an, a right to stand up for yourself if they're being inappropriate, if they're making an unreasonable, inappropriate demand or something. You can stand up for yourself, and we encourage you to do that. That's you, awesome. Because, I mean, we try to accommodate the customer in any sort of reasonable way, but no, they're but not they're always right. if they're being racist, or they're being homophobic, or they're being, you know, someone the other night when we donated all of our revenue to uh, on Juneteenth, to Black Lives Matter and Rainier Scholars, somebody, an older man, kind of pushed back about it. and um, He didn't want his money going to Black Lives Matter. Right. So, and, I mean, <laughs> so it just sort of okay. makes us think, else. like, this is not yeah. a good place for you. You know, you, should probably, you shouldn't stop, stop here because those are things that are important to us. Yeah, that's super weird. Um, yeah, I don't want to move on because I have so many questions about that and so many other thoughts. Like... The first thing being, he doesn't want his money going towards that. What does he care? I mean, he's probably eating at Chick-fil-A anyway. Yeah. And then he's giving you his money. And once you have that money, it's 
your money to do whatever mm-hmm. you want. You weren't you want charging with. him extra for it. No. It, it was it's just no. yeah. It's it's so crazy. It's such like ah, uh, yeah. It's such like a, it a, makes a, no a sense. gaslighting type of thing to do because you you had mentioned um, in your like little thing that specifically you want to talk about how people can say things. People can say whatever they want in these reviews, and then or even in person like talk trash about your business and like you know like our businesses and just be like oh, I was just kidding. Oh right. yeah, words have meaning. Yeah, and so it's like when I when I read that, the adding just joking part of it is always like, oh, you're just offended. It's a joke. Yeah, it's such an easy way to gaslight somebody because mm-hmm. they'll say that, and then once you're offended, yeah, or once you stand up for yourself, then people are like, oh no no, no but you're just taking offense because you're being sensitive. Yeah, I'm gonna say something, and it's not gonna be the popular opinion here. Do it. It's a very Pacific Northwest thing. Oh yeah. Oh, to, to do that? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's part of our passive aggression. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I don't think that's offensive. I wasn't trying to be. That's what I did there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is it our fault that we're offended? I was just joking. <laughs> I feel like there's... Because Washington used to have a mutual combat law. Do you, are you familiar with that? Mutual combat law. Tell us more. Yeah. Where did yeah. it go? So apparently, back in the day, you could engage in mutual combat... Uh, I don't think you're allowed to have weapons, though, but it has to be it has to be done in front of a police officer. And someone's gonna correct me on this. It's something like that, right? So, if like Amy and I are getting into a fist fight, we can like engage in what's called mutual combat in front of a police officer, and then like neither of us can get arrested because we both verbally agreed to get into this fist fight. Wow, that needs to come back. I <laughs> that's your point. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the first I've heard about this, but I am going to assume that it replaced the duel. Right. Oh. That's, what was, yeah. that's what I was thinking. We're like, we're like one of the last states in this country. So, I mean, I don't think duels were around when this country is, when this, when this state was. Duels fell out of favor during the Civil War, but they still happened in the South. Right, but we mm. weren't. Washington didn't exist. Correct. Girl. <laughs> Washington was not a state during the Civil War. Are we looking this up right now? I'll edit this out. But I'm sure Washington became a state after 1865, is my guess. So it became a state in 1889. Yeah. Yeah. So it was out of favor. That's funny you say out of favor. Like at some point it was like, hey, yo, let's go, let's go have a duel. I mean, I watched Hamilton, I know. We could just all agree that Taco Time is the best. We'd be fine. <laughs> By the end of the podcast, we will all be there. <laughs> no, I have faith. No, I we wish just we had seventy-five percent of us. You just need an episode where we just bring Taco Time. I'm sorry, I didn't mean any of that about Taco Time. <laughs> Actually, I totally did. It's okay. We're all still friends. That's we we bond over our disagreements. Yeah, and then we go to other restaurants that are good. Yeah, that better. we can agree on good. Better. Taco time is good for somebody. Yeah. It's good. For fast? Mm, it's good. I want to bring up taco time on every episode now. No. But we won't. Can I ask a question? Yeah, absolutely. What's the last time you were at taco time? It was actually quite recent. Okay. <laughs> Why'd you go there with him? <laughs> I would never go there with her. She would ruin my experience. Um, I needed to get crushed ice. 
Crushed ice. Taco time ice. Love okay. Oh. Taco time. Nugget ice. Like the nugget yes. ice. Why are people so passionate about nugget it's so ice? It's nice to crunch. Yeah. We have nugget we, ice. At we Hill offer Robin. it now, and people really? come just yes. for that nugget ice. Yes. I think what, it's it's a deal. Into, I didn't even know wait, it was wait. a thing. You guys have drinks? We have iced tea oh. and iced coffee Do you and sell a lot of water. Ice? Do we sell what? The ice. No, we give it away. Right. I feel like say we that, could. But we do. <laughs> Just bag it up. Um, so we have the cutest ice machine. We used to have a big industrial one. And anytime someone ordered a drink, we had to like run to the back room and then put it in. It was so annoying. And then we found this little machine. And I mean, it like sits on the countertop and it's called Opal. She has a name. Her name is Opal. Wait, is that the brand or that's her name? It, well, she oh. came with the name Opal. <laughs> But now, and it was like, we bought it when it was a test item at that beta store. Oh, yeah. That was University Village. Village. Mm -hmm. And then it worked so well, oh, yeah. and it really met our needs that we got another one. And the second one that we bought for U Village is made by GE now. So some smart people out there made this really cool ice machine that sits on the counter and then hopefully got a big payday from GE, and they're relaxing in their... You know, billion dollar mansion. But it's also not supposed to be used for commercial use. And so you just <gasps> voided our warranty oh, by announcing this. I didn't even this. know oh, no. that. But it's so good. You should get one for in your I I office. need one. You yeah, do you need do. one. Then I'll never yeah. have to go to yeah. soccer time yeah. again. Oh my gosh. It's really But But excellent. they're not cheap. And they are commercial strength. It's a heavy duty, powerful It's, it's not that bad. Equipment. It's like what? I don't even know how much it I've is. I've been looking at commercial ice no machines. get an opal okay mm. you need an opal okay. for the record i went to taco time like right before i left for the east coast which was like two weeks ago when's the last time you've been to taco time i don't know for me it's been ages i mean when i when i was younger i liked it and i don't even i don't remember I've, have i been there with you recently no i have been with my dad and i have been with my children and yeah mm. i like the fit bowls uh oh. Do you yeah. not like those? I just get natural soft tacos every time. Oh, I got a, also I got a veggie burritos. burrito the other day, and it had sunflower seeds in it and ranch dressing. Whoa. Okay. Oh, that <laughs> alone, I just won right the there. argument. You, it yeah, was right. so <laughs> good. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry but people it's not are not a taco. I'm sorry that people no. are being creative. Yeah, I'm sorry you don't like creativity in food. But That's... it was a veggie burrito, so I mean, I thought it was great. I had that too. Actually, I ate two in one. I ate two in one. Sitting. Yeah, they're good. The sunflower seeds are completely unexpected. Yeah. It's great texturally. Yeah, it really is. And the yeah. ranch, come on, it's fun. Ranch belongs on nothing. Oh, I love ranch. What is happening? Except Mexican food now. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. We're hitting like an hour mark now already, so. Oh, is that possible? Wow. Because uh, we're having so much fun. <laughs> Okay, we're going to go downer first because we always go bad first. Okay, um, sure. Let me do the good second just so we can leave on a high note. James is bad cop all the time. Okay. I am bad cop all the time, and let me explain because for two reasons. One, Amy's not good at being bad cop because she will read the review, and then she'll defend you immediately. <laughs> two, um, it's been brought to my attention several times now that we should explain what we're doing every time and not just jump into it. So I'm going to read a bad review, which you guys get the floor to respond to, however Great. you see fit. And then Amy will read you the good review in which you can also respond negatively or positively to if you want to cuss out a positive review too. And then you can decide which of the hosts you like better. Oh, right. Bad okay. Cop okay. Or that makes the sense. Good cop. I don't okay. need approval from other people. <laughs> so 
I'm pretty secure in myself and who I am. Clearly. You need to talk <laughs> We're about to find out. <laughs> All right. So this review actually comes from two months ago. They have no distinguishing flavor between each cookie slash just a pile of sugar and some gluten. Three stars. A pile of sugar. It actually says pile. A pile of sugar and gluten. Yep. Oh, that sounds delicious. Because I'm in. Exactly. That sounds delicious to me. <laughs> quote, just a pile of sugar with some gluten. End quote. And you know, here, the first thing that when you started reading that, who writes a bad Yelp review to a small business during COVID? This guy. I just, or girl. You know, that's just, that's the first thing that we think of. I know that I I'm a good of. cop, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Is three stars a bad review? To me, it is. I don't like it. Oh, that one was three. It was oh, three. But algorithm-wise, if it's not five, it's not good. I understand that. So you, what you have to understand, though... No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I don't I like, like it. I like... <laughs> sometimes I even cringe when it's a four. I'm like, really? Well, yeah, because you're, you own the business and you're passionate about what you do yeah. and you want it to be... Look, I'm defending her right now. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even read them. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, from the person that's writing the review... Do you think that this person, I would be super curious to see if they were like, this is bad. I mean, obviously calling something a pile of, I don't know. And like no distinguishing flavor. But the thing is, so even though it's a three, the reason why I picked this one is because it's, I feel like there's a lot of attitude behind it. Uh It's very condescending. But also it's kind of ironic that they criticize us on that specific point because, I mean, one of our value propositions is, like we talked about earlier, is that all our cookies are very distinctly different. It's not like we have the same base. We add different flavors to it like some places do. Right. Every one of these is built very differently from the ground up. And you can speak to this much better than I can. And actually, we have some here. We can give you guys a test. Do you guys want to taste with your eyes closed? And see if you think they're the same. And see if they taste like, if you can tell what flavor it is and if it tastes like a pile of who knows what. Gluten, sugar, something I'm else. still on team pile gluten and sugar would taste pretty good. But it needs, but it needs <laughs> fat I, in there, though. I can think of piles of things that would taste way worse than gluten and sugar. Yep. But yeah, but we'll, we'll be your blind tasters. Okay. This, you guys uh, this makes me a little bit nervous only because I feel like my palate is being challenged. Oh. And it I mean. absolutely Ooh. is. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> okay, are we don't. Your eyes? Look, yeah, close okay. your eyes and I'm going to put. I don't know if I like the eyes on a toothpick. Thing. Okay, well you can. Here. You can. Okay, you can keep them. You can keep them open if you want. No, Wait, isn't, keep my your eyes lap, go. isn't your laptop recording this? No, it's all recording under the memory oh. card. I'm just not gonna look. I'm gonna yeah. keep my eyes closed. I want to be a purist in this. Okay. Amy, do you have yours? I do. Yeah, it look feels at it. like a big pile. <laughs> he just crashed it into <laughs> the mic. <laughs> They're both. Te- Tasting without looking. They haven't seen the cookie. They don't know what it is. Could be anything. Ooh. Ooh. Gluten? Sugar? Anything? Anything? What's it taste like? Amy, you wanna go? No, you go. Um wait. I can go. Go ahead. I don't know the actual like names of your flavors off the top of my head. But it's like a Mexican chocolate chip. You're close. Mm-hmm. You're picking up on something that's very. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm picking up on the most, too. Because in the beginning, my first thought was uh, it had a cookie dough texture to it. So I had a cookie dough, but it has like a cayenne sort of ness to it as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I know you guys also do a habanero cookie. Oh. Mm-hmm. But 
it doesn't I, I'm not reading it as habanero as much as I'm reading it as like cayenne okay I have to taste it you guys can um I've hidden the cookie you can open <laughs> okay. your eyes but I have to because it has that same like crystallized sort of ness of cookie dough and so that's that was like my initial response but it has that heat that just mm-hmm. lingers which is such nice. a good heat yeah mm-hmm yeah this one I, I love because it has a progression of flavors where first the uh, the sugar hits you and then the citrusy mm-hmm. and then the spicy aftertaste. And there's a lot of complexity to it. So you want to say what it is? It's the habanero orange. Okay. I didn't pick up Habanero orange citrus. chocolate chip. You know what? The, the reason you didn't is because um, we have a temporary distributor for the orange. Oh, I just got the orange. Um, <laughs> and I'm thinking that it's not as good as our product that we usually use because i've i've definitely had this one before because this one i get a lot with the ice cream Mm because the heat with the ice cream is a great combo Mm -hmm. yeah i it could also be that we're all drinking orange water Mm -hmm. right i haven't taken a sip in a while though but a key thing for us for any flavor that we do if we have a flavor in the title you know like habanero or orange or something you want to be able to deliberately taste that it shouldn't be a subtle thing where it sort of combines with something else i mean if it you would promise that in the name it should be prominent enough that you definitely taste it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge spice person, so I would have never oh, yeah. ordered that. Really? Right. I would order that. <gasps> oh, wow. Oh. That's good to hear. I think that's like a big issue with foods is that foods try to be so dynamic and so bold that a lot of times they go overboard in things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that, <clears throat> excuse me, the way that you were describing it in terms of like the layers, that's actually like how I talk about coffee mm-hmm. all the time. Like especially like for us, our espresso is kind of expensive. I'm not going to lie. It's like for something for an espresso. But in that sense, your espresso experience shouldn't just be dark. And then you like, or you mix sugar into it. Like sugar is already an espresso. It exists naturally. So your espresso experience should be like a really good, like juicy viscosity. But then it hits you like a nice brightness up front. And then it's really sweet. And then it'll fade. And then even after you swallow it and it's completely out of your mouth for the next 10, 15 minutes, you should still be able to taste it. Like, there should be a finish on there that lingers that's pleasant all the way throughout. Hmm. And so okay. even though it's a $4 uh, experience, it's like a 20-minute experience. I absolutely want to have espresso at Come the through. counter. I, I will yeah. espresso the heck out of yeah. you. Yeah. What kind of beans do you use? Um, so we always use single-origin coffees. So um, right now we are doing Ecuador, a washed Ecuador, and a washed uh, Ethiopian. And who makes them? Or who uh, we get it from Anchorhead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You but told them to come through. Delish. You're closed. I'll be there. And come ta- we'll, co- we'll come on August 1st. Okay. Just come when I'm there. I don't even care. I'll make you coffee. Nobody else, though, because we're closed permanently. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> can, we, can we do another place. flavor yeah, for you guys? Um, I want to do edge this on my one. Seat. What do you huh? think? Edge I want to do this one. Do we need a palate cleanse? Uh, well, yeah, take a cracker. Okay. Or that. Yeah. This one, I think. Sure. No, okay. I, mean, I think. ASMR, this cracker in there. Here, you know what? I'll cut it in the box. <laughs> it's not that chips commercial. Okay. Okay. My hands are outstretched. With arms wide open. I'm I'm guessing that neither of you have had this cookie before. Why why would you guess is it new? No. Oh, I probably had it. <laughs> My lady and I like to just go buy one of everything anywhere we go. It does not taste like gluten. 
What does gluten taste like? Yeah. That's a good question. I have no idea. There's obviously oats in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's the worst when you can taste something and you're so familiar with it, but when you don't know what it is. I'm going to be embarrassed to say this because it's going to be wrong, but it's like an oat snickerdoodle. Mm. Um, it's, it's chocolate. Yeah. Um, chocolate, oats. Mm-hmm. That's the key part. It's, it's right mean, there. In the okay. I'm going to tell right? you. I'm going to tell you what it's called because you really have essentially guessed it. It's called Totes Oats. Oh. And it has um, wheat germ and um, oats and mini chocolate chips and. What's that? There's like it's a. It's like the, like It's kind of flaky almost. Oh, cinnamon. Oh, okay. The cinnamon is what was making me think. Snickerdoodle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you guys were right. So take that pile of gluten and sugar. We're like cookie experts. Uh-huh. Yeah. So but uh, was that cookies. The, was that the same as your previous one? It tasted just like a pile of sugar and gluten. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, it's so, <laughs> so different than. That's so funny that people oh, people are so ridiculous. Which one? This one. Okay. Could could all look. All right. I'm just gonna bang my hands into everything as I reach out for cookies. You didn't do a palate cleanser. I did actually. Okay. Wait. Sorry. I like that we started this podcast as a whole way to eat cookies. Okay, you can open your eyes because oh, not until you put it in your mouth, because I have closed the box. I don't know what it is, but I want more. <laughs> oh, it's a brownie. Is it? Yeah. Isn't it? Essentially. Does it have any coffee in it? Yeah. Oh my god, you're so good. Is there coffee in it? <laughs> you didn't get that. I totally didn't get that. <laughs> okay, wait. I have to taste this because I never can pick up on that. I believe I just won the taco time argument. <laughs> um, so Argument does... victories are not transferable. Oh, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I this this cookie, do you want me to tell you what it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, or do I let you Yes, go for it. Um, it is the flourless chocolate cookie it is gluten-free there's no dairy in it and um oh so it's not a brownie it's like a meringue it's it's very I mean, brownie it's like it looks like yeah. a brownie it does definitely yep. didn't it's like taste a chocolate it tastes like a brownie i've had this yeah yeah you did not taste the gluten in that one <laughs> mr pile of gluten and um it has a little bit of espresso powder in it because it makes the flavor of the chocolate pop mm. it's the like the one in the green yep. jar yep wow Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, the espresso powder that yeah. comes in the, the culinary, green like you. That's right. It's like for baking and. Mm. So uh, this but is what most we... people don't usually pick up on that. Hmm. I didn't. Maybe because you have your eyes closed, like it maybe changes it when you don't. I look use at it, it in pot de creme. Yeah, because it it mm-hmm. enhances the chocolate flavor. Yeah. You know, have that's you ever like used, one of those um, treats. Cascara. No. Wait, the sugar. No, cascara is. Um, it's uh, the. Basically, the husk of a coffee cherry. No. So they sell it. Um, they dry it, grind it up, and sell it as a powder. But it's like slightly sweet. It's kind of like fruit roll-up-y, but a little bit more astringent. No. But people use that in baked goods. It has like oh. a little bit of sweetness to it. Is that the same thing as coffee flour? It is it, coffee flour. Okay, oh, so we that guy, have Jason experimented Wilson with that. Was yep. Selling. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I could do this all day. 
Okay, well, I've got more. How many more? We have a lot. Oh, I mean. Do you want me to cut them smaller? We could just open it up and let them try whatever they want. Oh, yeah. You want to just open them? Do you want to just taste them? Sure. Is that the average size of your cookies? Wait, let me do one more blind one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's do one more. Okay, one more blind one. Um, That's a decent cookie size. Yeah. People just, this is America. People just want bigger and assume bigger is better. Like, look at the trucks that people drive in Seattle. You're in Seattle. You do not need a big truck. What's the place in the mall that sells the giant cookies? Is that like a, Mrs. a Fields? U.S.? Yeah, Mrs. Fields' U.S. portion now is a 12-inch cookie. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a cookie for one. I can't even say a cookie. A cookie, a cookie for one. Okay, I'm going to give you guys. Okay. Last oh, I broke it. Shoot. I didn't mean to do this. I'm giving you. It's okay. My bro- mouth, my mouth will break it anyway. <laughs> okay. Brown butter. Mm-hmm. Wow. Your guys are good. good. I love brown butter. I love brown butter, too. That's how I make my corn for Thanksgiving. Oh. I'll do. I'll brown my butter first, and then I'll throw the corn in. Salt, pepper, a little cayenne. Yum. Jam. James, we're really good at this. Maybe we should do blind tastings with all of our guests. Yeah, like when we get the person from uh, Sneaker City. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> so that was the brown butter snickerdoodle. That's good. Um, I think it's really good. That's yeah, that one's awesome. But yeah, these cookie sizes. You guys try with everyone, and you can see the sizes here. Oh wow! Yeah, those are not small. Yep. The, which is funny because obviously while looking at these reviews, um, there were a lot of ones that were like, "Oh, these cookies are really small," and I'm like, "They're not that small." No, they're not. Like I think the idea of them being small is a little silly. I thought you were stealing that cookie. I'm not stealing this cookie. Like, Actually, I I've eaten a ton of these birthday cookies because we will eat them at home. Oh. It's our second best seller every day, the birthday cake behind the classic chocolate chip. There you are. You want to take it? I'm going to. Why don't we transition into. Yeah. The good read. The good okay, read. I'm excited. <clears throat> I have to clear my throat because it's full of cookies right now. So this was written on December 27th, 2018. Pre-pandemic, a few years ago, written by somebody by the name of Alyssa. It's five stars, a love letter to Hello Robin. Hello Robin and team, many thanks for the wonderful cookies that you delivered to me at Children's Hospital yesterday. I wanted to say a big thanks to the amazing nurses who take care of my kiddo each week. She has a genetic disorder that requires weekly infusions, and I thought there is no sweeter way to say thanks than a big box of chocolate chip cookies filled with love from Hello Robin's Kitchen. You generously tossed in a few more, remembering the gluten-free needs of others, and they were so enjoyed. You are my go-to place for cookies. I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate what you do for your community. A huge thanks, and please keep up the good work. The people of Seattle needs you. I think this was say need. And so do moms and nurses at Seattle Children's Hospital. Here's to a prosperous new year, Alyssa. She's a, she is a very nice oh lady, gosh. and I know exactly who she is. Oh. Um, she has a little cute, cute, cute kid with bright red hair. 
and they come to Hello Robin all the time. And in fact, the U Village shop is completely wheelchair accessible, meaning there's two big doors that you can pull open, get your wheelchair in without like any problem. There's a counter, there's two counters that are lower, one that you can slide your wheelchair up and you can watch the baking happen. Um, so it's not only for the people who can sit at the stools, the up high ones, there's a lower one. And the, in the window, there's a lower um, uh, place to sit also, the U Village shop. Um, because we knew being close to Children's Hospital and Ronald McDonald House and all those things that we, this was going to be a priority for us. So um, that little girl is sometimes in a wheelchair and sometimes not. And they are lovely, lovely people. I chose this review because I knew which one James was reading. <laughs> and I feel like the the one that James read was like this short jab of a like mm -hmm. I'm a grumpy person yeah I feel like this demonstrates that what you're doing is so much more than cookies yeah and the thing that's interesting about her I don't know anything about the pile of gluten person but I'm guessing her life is harder mm -hmm. I'm imagining this is like you know I, I actually I don't know but I mean I'm guessing her life is pretty tough and she took time out of her day to write that amazing review. Yeah. I forgot about that. And just that stark juxtaposition of the energy you can choose to put out into the world. Yeah. yeah. What Alyssa puts For out sure. into the world versus pile of gluten guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's I a deliberate choice each of us can make. Yeah. And For sure. Because, I mean, you talked about how 19 bad ones and one good one. But I think when the bad ones are like this, it's a little bit easier to brush off. Because mm -hmm. it's obviously... Their issue is not your problem. It's their problem. Whatever they're carrying that day, it's, that's their problem. But right. this person's like carrying something obviously heavier and much more significant, I'm assuming. We can only assume, right? But at the same time, like that positive, like their pain and the things that they're going through that can be turned to support each other is definitely, yeah, like you're saying, like how you put those feelings and energies out into the world and into each other, you know? And I think it's a statement to, as business owners, you want to create this product that really impacts people. And it doesn't matter if you're creating food or cookies or whatever you sell, a fishing tool. You're passionate about it and you want it to change people's lives. So I think that this review is like so unbelievable because it's not just like the cookies are delicious it's the whole thing yeah right yeah she's yeah that was really nice of her to write that it's so nice and we do create i mean i think we really effectively created a neighborhood gathering place especially on on capitol hill and a lot of kids in the neighborhood their first outing to make their own purchase is they come on their own with some cash and they buy a cookie and it's the first time their parents will let them out on their own. That happens a lot. And it happens from the very beginning. Remember that little girl who used to come all the time and she, her mom would put her, she would give her her cell phone. Yeah. And then the mom would be at home with the dad's cell phone and she would like talk to her the whole time she came to Hello Robin, yeah. be on the phone, like on speakerphone, buy her cookies and then walk home. And it was like, you know, her mom kind of releasing her. Yeah. It feels like a safe neighborhood outing and you just feel good about that the sense of community that happens there every day is a great thing yeah i mean that speaks a lot to how they view you guys and your business in terms of they trust i mean i don't know how old that kid is but they trust 
you enough where they can feel that their kid is safe going to you. They're obviously young enough where they have to be monitored the entire time on a phone, but there's like, uh, I mean, that's their child. It's a big, it's it's a a big testament to our staff as well. I mean, I think they really embody the sort of spirit of generosity that Robin gives off and they inhabit that in a very genuine way. And so, you know, it's not just us there. We know we, we sort of try to establish the culture, but to live it out every day, that's reliant on the staff to do and they do a great job of it. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. They do a really, really good job. Cool. Um, yeah. As, as Amy reaches for another cookie, um, is there anything, I know you guys are on Hello Robin Seattle, right? On Instagram. Do you guys yeah, do the whole Twitter game? Uh, Instagram is it's Hello Robin Cookies. Oh, Hello Robin Cookies, We sorry. don't yeah. do anything on it, though, do we? Oh, wait, no. Um, not on, on, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, on Twitter, sorry. we don't do anything. Okay. Uh, Twitter, I, I cookies. do minimal. Not, yeah. But, um, Hello Robin Instagram, Cooks on Twitter. Instagram, we do a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram is the main social media venue for us. We Same. don't do much on, I mean, you do Facebook. I don't know how Only often Only when I update. want to reach your mom. I, yeah. <laughs> is that real or is that a joke? <laughs> yeah. That's I'm what I said, Amy. And uh, Twitter is not very significant. It's all about Instagram, really. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite. It's yeah. a visual medium, right? <clears throat> yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. How else do you see the sprinkles? I, totally. Right. Yeah. Man, that photo of the uh, Macklesmores that were just like... They're all lined up in that photo. Wait, there was so many of them. Oh, I, I, I love it. That was like, how, I forget how many it was. It was like 700, and we mailed them to somebody in Texas. She ordered them for company gifts. Oh, my gosh. Is this the Macklesmore? That Wait is. Wait a second. Yes. <laughs> Wait a second. Don't eat that. I want to take a picture of it later. We can do it in one photo. But the big question is, has Macklemore had the Macklesmore, and what did he have to say? Um, he has absolutely had it. And um, does he have rights his, to the cookie? No, <laughs> but he, you know, he's he's. I think he thinks it's funny. Yeah. I'm speaking we for hope him. So. He has t- taken his daughter to the shop, so he must not be too offended. And it's his wife's and favorite I, cookie. She's posted it on Instagram. Yeah, awesome. yeah. she cited as a favorite, and it's really it's paying homage to someone. It's like when it, uh, when the Mariners at the Mariners Stadium they had the Ichi roll. Remember yeah. that when there's. Ichiro craze, and uh, so it's, it's. I think of it, it's sort of a similar sort of thing of paying homage to a yeah, Capitol sure. Hill celebrity. I'm gonna pay homage to it in a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anything new you guys got coming down the pike? Cool. Um. Well, just flavors. Well, what's what's up? So we have one in here that is. It is. Brown butter, rice crispy, marshmallow, milk chocolate. Where? It's right here. And the brown butter flavor is really strong. Ooh. Um. So I'm just you're not getting any cookies, James. That's fine. Tommy <laughs> um, doesn't need it. So I think that's a fun one because you get it has a texture, you know, the the crunch, the chew from the marshmallows, the chocolate chips, the um the um. Milk chocolate chips are big. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, it's a good cookie. And that, that brown butter is, like I said, it's bold. So is that available now? It's right now. That's the current seasonal, because apparently Rice Krispies are in season right now. <laughs> so that's why we want to use those while they're fresh. Yeah, keeping the price down a little bit. Yeah. For sure, for sure. 
Do you, how often do you add in seasonal flavors or new flavors? Gosh, I mean, every month we have a seasonal, but sometimes if people really respond to something and they love it so much, we'll keep it longer. Um, so we don't have any formula. We just, it, it, maybe it's like when the staff is tired of making it or eating it and we just want something new and exciting, we'll switch it up. Um, but there have been flavors that we have made that customers have really responded to, and then we've kept them forever. For example, the, um, oh, it's not in here, the butterscotch. Yeah, I'm just realizing I missed that. I don't know how. Um, but the I'm salty so butterscotch. We'll have to have is you back. Re- oh, <laughs> yeah. So the salty butterscotch is, was one that we just sort of made on a whim, and then customers loved it, and so we couldn't get rid of it. Same with the totes oats. That's where really they loved it and they couldn't, we couldn't get rid of it. And then during COVID, we started making this one, which, oh my God, this is my, the, this is the one I eat the most of. And it is, I mean, maybe I shouldn't even tell you what it is. Maybe I, I should was, have you taste it. I was going to ask what your favorites were. Well, I think my favorite is the habanero orange. Same here. But yeah, that's the majority favorite of the staff as well. Orange habanero yeah. chocolate chip. I was going to air to whatever one you liked because of the whole taco time thing. Just saying. But <laughs> right. You lost all credibility with that. Sorry. <laughs> um, but this one we'll probably have forever, too. But I don't want to tell you too much about it. There's something kind of unique. And so if Give you wanted taste. to taste it, here, let's just have you taste it. Should we taste it on our way out? Yeah. Oh, it looks good. Thank you. This it's is not easier to taste when you can see them. Yeah, I think so. I have to taste it too to make sure it's okay. What is it? Is there peanuts in it? No. Oh. We're not free. That's what I thought. That's why I asked. Yeah. What's your overall take on it? Do you like it or not like it? Well, they're not going to say they don't like it. They might. I hate it. Okay, one hate <laughs> and one. <laughs> Wait, it's similar to the oat one. Right. Because it's also oats. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's not like there's something else in there too. Well. It's more about what's not in it. Yeah. It's a really allergy-friendly cookie. Really? So there's, n- no, it's vegan. No it's vegan and gluten-free. It's way too good to be vegan. I know. Right? I know. It's good, isn't yeah. it? But it's really strong on the nutmeg. And so if somebody doesn't like nutmeg. Oh, oh is that what it is? It's yeah. nutmeg and cinnamon, tons. Um, which we could scale back the nutmeg, I but I to. like it. Yeah. Um, and this is my go-to after lunch cookie. It's delicious. And like I said, super allergic. So, I mean, somebody who's, you know, allergic to nuts, who's allergic to gluten, who's allergic to dairy... Or is a vegan, whatever. Here's the we one cookie them. you can have. Here's right? what you can eat. Yeah. All Here's that what note. you want to eat. Huh? That's what you'd want to eat. Yeah, it's true. It's it's always a big testament when people who don't have those requirements order them. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that happens a lot. You know, we started the uh, the flourless one for we wanted to find something for the gluten free crowd, and so she started making that. But it became one of the favorites for everybody, not just gluten free people. Yeah. I don't know. People say often. Oh, you can't even tell it's gluten-free. You know, they give you something to eat, and you're like, oh, my God, I can completely tell this is gluten-free. It tastes right. like sand. <laughs> yeah. Or you can't tell this is vegan. Oh, yeah, it's because it's dry. You know, like, 
I can absolutely tell. And I really believe that this cookie, you cannot tell. It also doesn't have to be a knock on the product. The product itself can stand alone. Things don't have to have gluten in them. Things don't Mm -hmm. have to have butter in them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But thank you guys for coming on. And we really appreciate the cookies. I know Amy Amy wants to wrap up so she can just start gnawing on these cookies. <laughs> That's true. Right. Um, so with that. Oh, don't act like you don't. I do. Okay. I'm just calling you out. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Clay, Robin, appreciate you guys. Thank you so oh, much for yeah. having us. No, this is super enjoyable. Thanks yeah, so much. Really nice to be here. Yeah. That's my cookie. <laughs>